grateful to be here today. I drove from Augusta to be here for my sister. Yeah. Um, sister and God, just be blessed. And um, from the time that we've been here in Albany, I think 2016. Yeah, she's been coming here. So I told her, Pastor gave me some time to come up here and share her testimony. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for y'all to hear. I don't know what she's gonna talk about. I'm excited to hear about it. I've seen the growth in her as a brother, just watching my younger sister uh, mature. Um, not just as a, as a young lady, but spiritually mature. And I'm just so grateful for her to be here at this church, where she can be a guy in this church.
doggy or if I do leave doggy, I don't want to go back home because I feel like even now I was um just talking to one of my clients the other day about the same thing about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because even though I look back at things of the time when I was uncomfortable, it's like something good came out of it. Whether yeah. I saw it before yeah. it happened or even while I was going through it, something good came out of it. So um last year I would say was a hard year for me physically and mentally. Um, I had to go, y'all know I went up at two weeks for four months um, for military school. And um, two weeks is a lot. Two weeks is a lot. So just physical challenges, mental challenges, um, schooling, and then coming back home, I, was, I got my food, I moved into an apartment. Um, then I would say in October, I went through the first thing that um, opened my eyes to a lot, and I'm a Um, Pastor said, we were talking about Joel chapter 2 last Sunday, and I wrote this down in my notes, and it spoke to me, and you know, sometimes, you know how they say, God will whoop you or give you a little spank on the hand, and it, you know, it's like, in that situation, um, I feel like if it was somebody else, and they wasn't built for it, they would it would have broke me down. Mm-hmm. And it broke me down for, I guess, like maybe two or three days. But in the end, I feel like a lot of things that I go through in life, my response is always to the word. So that's what gets me through things. So Pastor um, quoted in Joel chapter 2, and he was saying, turn down the things that you've been consuming because they've really been consuming you. Mm-hmm. He said, stop putting yourself in places you don't belong to turn in your elevation. Um, God always gives you a warning before destruction comes. He's also a God who saves you from it. And that was my thing. I remember one time the Bible says we talked about something. And I was saying a lot of times I know the right thing to do, I know the right way to go, but I don't listen. I can admit I don't listen all the time. It's like I'll hear what what's the right thing to do, but sometimes in that situation I feel like I can make it happen for myself. And now I can say starting this year off and just since I stopped talking November, my first time I hear it. So um, another thing about Bible study I spoke about one time was um, that specific Wednesday. I don't know what I had to do with my schedule because I've altered my schedule now to where I can um, I'm telling Bible study at 6 p.m. So that specific day somebody y'all ended up looking. And that morning I woke up and I was like So <laughs> I did. I canceled the, I texted the girl. I mean I, I didn't cancel it. I rescheduled it. But some people telling me the only reason I was thinking that because I was going to Bible study. So I did. I texted her and said, hey, do you mind coming next day? I forgot I got to come to Bible study. You know what I'm saying? But things like that really speak to my own growth because a year ago or two years ago when I was in college trying to get the money, I would have did that client because I wanted the money instead of coming to Bible study. So that's just one thing I can say. I noticed that it was uncomfortable at first, but just like I said, listening to things the first time comes across my mind, which I've been able to say now, I'm still learning how to discern whether it's God's word or my flesh, or if it's just a thought in my head. So, um, next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, a quote that I heard a couple years ago from one of my Jewish artists, I'm sharing. He told us, um, I don't even know if anybody know about the military or how they're designed to break us down and build us in those 10 weeks, four days that they're basically training. So, my Jewish side was talking to us. He was saying, um, 
In order for a plant to grow, its roots must find their way to the dirt. Dirt carries nutrients. So that's what I got from that. Um, even though you're wiggling your way through life and dirt situations like they come through, um, I feel like the nutrients that you take from those situations is what adds to your growth. Um, and I just said after that, after everything I went through or experienced has been nutrients in my life, good or bad. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is another quote that I've seen or I learned from in middle school I was in band and my band instructor was like very like by the book so he used to make us write this poem about attitude that if we got in trouble or something like that we had to write it like six times or but a part of it is it was pretty sad. But we memorized it, and a part of it that stuck with me was that um, he said, We cannot change our past, we cannot avoid the inevitable. Life is 10% what happens to us, and 90% how you react to it. And I said, 90% um, of how I react to it, which is controlled by your attitude. Um, last verse I'm going to read is James 1. Two two four. It says the value of perseverance. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that you, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking. Amen.
the first album, they want to thank God. Heads of the house, uh, Pastor Johnson and Miss Johnson on behalf. Um, man, this is this is like the fourth time I've been up here. <laughs> so, I got I don't, I don't know why he keeps, <laughs> but, but I do it. Um, uh, first off, uh, I just want to give props and appreciation to the men of the house. Because um, a lot of times, you know, I was just discussing with my wife earlier this week that, you know, that us, that us being men, uh, we already have a lot to deal with, you know, uh, just living day to day. But then on top of that, to make the choice and the attempt to, you know, strive towards the thing of God, get into the house, you know, uh, Sometimes it makes it overlooked just for, you know, on a smaller level, just showing up. You know, at least we're attempting to make an attempt. And we made a choice to come. And there's a lot of other brothers that don't make that choice to come or make that attempt. So I just want to give, you know, props to all the men, uh, the younger men, Ethan, Mike, the son. What I want to say to y'all is, at the age y'all are at and the choice y'all are making and the attempt to be here is, is a good thing. And uh, don't let the tears around you tell you different. Because I'm going to tell you, it's better to be under that umbrella. God is the umbrella in his kingdom. It's better to be up under that umbrella than being out there complaining on the deck. Not saying, not saying that you're not going to get wet Stand up under that umbrella, that's for everybody. You might get a little, you know, you bottom of your feet might get wet, you know, your, your pants legs, but overall, you're not getting tripped. You know, so it's better to be up under that umbrella than just to be out there in the world just getting rained on. You know what I mean? Um, to, my, to my older men in the house, we got families. We got children. We got jobs. Jones, I know you get up, drive an hour to work every day. Chris, I know you work six days a week. That man works six days a week. Get off nine, ten o'clock, six days now. Then come in Sunday and stand up. I give you much proper day. You stand up over here two hours. Sometimes, you know, two and a half when pastor gets going. <laughs> you know, but, but I just get recognition for that because he's making a choice to be there. He's making an attempt. Brother Warren, even though in his absence, he's a part of this house. And every time he gets a chance to make it, you know, he's a great, a great example to come into the house, make the attempt to be here. He's in the military, travels, he's been in Augusta, been in Tampa. That's a five-hour drive. He would make those five-and-a-half-hour drives just to be here, turn around, go back, then go to work. So that's hard. It's, it's hard. It takes a lot. It takes blood. It takes prayer. It takes his strength to be able to uphold what we as men uphold and go through. You know, so I just give 
Don't nobody else do it. Any problem or respect, you got mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you just led me to talk about uh, a warning about knowledge and acceptance. Uh, it first came to me when Pastor used to always give the floor if anybody wants to speak. And, you know, sometimes I would get up and speak. Um, I will always use this term, this term of uh, pastors encouraging us to to keep striving for the things of God. I would get up and use this term energy, and I would say, keep that same energy, keep that same energy. And the days and times that we're living in, you know, words. And other things could be misconstrued sometimes. And it could and it could possibly mislead you, even though I knew y'all understand what I meant by keep that same energy. But uh, the type of knowledge, information, and verbiage that's going on in the world today, it could be misleading. And it could cause you be to be deceived. So even though I'm saying keep that same energy. Somebody else can take that and be misconstrued, or instead of me saying keep striving towards God, they can use that word energy interchangeably and, and take them down the path of going somewhere else. So, uh, you know, I just want to apologize. So, every time I get up here, I always be talking about I pray God to change my tongue, and sometimes some stuff slip out. You know, so. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's been, and I don't know if y'all noticed, but, you know, I, I I heard what he was saying when he, when he, you know, revealed that to me. So, I guess you would say he kind of put me in probation. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I haven't been saying too much a lot. You know, I just, I just hold my tongue because I know how serious it is to, to lead people and then have blood on your hands because you don't misled them. So that's something that I don't play with. Uh, I'm going to move on to some scripture about knowledge and acceptance. Uh, I'm going to start with Genesis 2, 16 to 18. And this is in the beginning, in the garden. And one of the first things that he warned us about was knowledge and knowledge of good and evil. More so the knowledge of evil. Because uh, I think, you know, I'm just going to skip this. <laughs> I'm going to read. Y'all can say, And the Lord God commanded the, thing, the man, saying, You may surely eat of the tree of the garden, tree of, every tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you shall surely die. So, First thing he gave was warning was about knowledge of good and evil. Uh, I'm going to read scripture Timothy, First Timothy six twenty through twenty one, and uh, that's gonna that's gonna give word of what God says about knowledge. Oh Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted in you, avoid irrelevant babble. 
and the contradiction of what is tossed about knowledge. For by professionists, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with them. So that goes back to what I was saying about a lot of the information that's given out there can be misled. And also, a lot of people also like to call it knowledge or enlightenment. So, but you got to be wary and careful of this information and knowledge. Knowledge, which you said uh, in the garden, be careful of eating that, that type of knowledge. So, uh, I have, what you say, went, went down these rabbit holes of different types of knowledge. And this kind of, when, when he, when I was preparing this, I think it was last Sunday I missed, and he talked, and he, he talked about some of his personal journey, and it kind of matched up, so that kind of let me know that I was on the right, right path, so before I, before I got to this point where I'm at, you know, I've, I've read the Quran, I've read, you know, stuff on Buddhism, you know, I was deep into astrology, Horoscopes. It was at one time, you know, I would go to it every single day and try to base my daily, you know what I'm saying, life off these horoscopes and, you know, and um, that, things of that nature. Um, that type of information and knowledge, it, it, it's put in a position to where it can either separate you from God or try to replace God. Um, a lot of other things that I indulged in, I went down this rabbit hole in was uh, uh, just just an, an example of replacing or trying to separate from God. I don't know if, if y'all might experience this, but when I was in school, we used to have a, a moment of prayer. We used to pray right after the, the Pledge of Allegiance or something like that. We used to pray. And I think for once I got to high school, they went to the moment of silence thing. And then now I don't even know if they even do that anymore, period. <laughs> got 10 seconds. So it's even, you know, kind of diminished. But, you know, it, it's kind of like, that's kind of like an example of the separation or, or the replacement of what was, you know, what was going on. Um. The teachings of idolizing oneself, you know, to to believe that you are God, you know, that's a replacement. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of putting the God before you, they want to teach you to believe that you are God, you know. And going down that path, like I said, you want to you want to do what you want to do, and you God, and you can get into that rain I was talking about. And, and, and when it rain, it get wet. So, uh, be careful of that. And uh, the biggest God uh, that I, you know, teach myself that I constantly battle with is that money God. And you know that money can be placed on a high pedestal out here in the world, and that that money can uh, try to separate you or replace God in your life. Um, so, which, which falls upon the deception. So, you know, you don't want to be deceived out there. I'm going to go back to Genesis. 
three one through five, which is the first uh, example of, of theft. That's like one of the first things that the enemy did was to see. That was one of his first tools. You know, I'm gonna read the scripture. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field. And remember that word crafty. The serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field that the Lord God made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither say you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He warned us. He warned us about that, not good and evil. Now, that word craft, I want to uh, indulge in some synonyms uh, and definitions. Crafty means clever, achieving one's aim by indirect or deceitful methods. Synonym, slick, <laughs> trick, smart, intelligent, knowing, devious, street bride, fraudulent, dishonest, lying, scamming. Now y'all know. Now y'all know. Right now, scam is at an all-time high. And I'm, man, hey, I've never seen the level of scam and deception that I have fallen victim to in the past one or two years and, and a whole lot of other people. I'm going to keep going. Manipulation. Seduction. All these things you can fall victim to or fall into the spirit of operating and that all ties to craftiness. And who was the crafty one? The servant. Uh, let's go into more spirit, the spirit of deception in Genesis 3, 8 through 9. And they heard the sound of Lord, the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man his, and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? So, after they fell, the first thing they did was operate in deception. Now, that's just like Ellie trying to deceive me. <laughs> now, she got this thing where she would run, run, run around these little corners and, and, and try to hide and just sit there. And we be telling, you know, because you know when babies get quiet, you got to you got to go wondering where they at. So she on side of the wall with her head down, like we can't see. <laughs> you know, so deception. Even at the at the innocent level, she's still practicing in deception as early as she is. And that deception is is strong. It's a, it's a strong tool used by the enemy. Uh, I'm going to read this next scripture about uh, how strong deception is. 
Matthew 24, 21 through 24. And this was referring to uh, the revelation, like the end of days. So it reads, For the trouble at that time will be far more terrible than any that has ever been, from the beginning of the world to this very day. Nor will there be anything like it again. But God has already reduced the number of days. Had he not done so, nobody would survive. For the sake of his chosen people, however, God will reduce the days. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear. They will perform great miracles and wonders in order to deceive even God's chosen so that shows you how strong deception really is to where if God didn't come or return when he says he's going to return, even God's chosen people will be deceived. And deception is once again a tool used by the enemy. So that tells you how strong deception really is and can be used. Uh, I'm going to read the scripture of what God says about deception. First Corinthians 3, 18 through 20. And it reads, Let no one deceive himself. If any among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, that he may become wise. For wisdom of this world is folly of God. For it is wit written. He catches the rod, the wise, and their craftiness. Again, that craftiness is another synonym for uh, scamming, another synonym for what the enemy uses. He catches the wise in their craftiness, and again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So regardless of all that knowledge and wisdom and slick pulling and manipulating that, you know, that sometimes we can un- blindly fall into into doing because I know I've manipulated people before and 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 even when my intentions were not to manipulate them to do bad but even to manipulating them into doing something good for me. You know, but you can fall into this this uh deceitfulness of, of working in the spirit of death. But how you come come back this uh, is by using the armor of God. And I'm coming to a close as I read this last scripture, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. The whole armor of God. It reads, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes for your feet, having put on readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, t- 
taking up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end alert with all precedent making supplication for all the saints and also for me the word may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in time that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So to combat that scheming, that cunning, that deceitfulness that the enemy is throwing at us every single day. You you operate in truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer.
accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Now is the time. If there's anybody here that, that has given their life to Jesus, but you've walked away, 